is Story Players, the video game spoiler cast. I'm Josh Pollard. I'm Joe Dostasio. Today we are discussing Telltale's The Walking Dead, the final season, episode three, Broken Toys. Josh, you recall the last time we talked about The Walking Dead, the developer Telltale had closed down mm-hmm. in the middle of the season, and right. we were unsure what was going to happen. Not even just the middle of the season. Like right, it was like right after they released episode one, wasn't it? It was, I think, right before episode two was was yeah. coming out. So, uh, Skybound Entertainment picked it up and said that they were going to finish it, but we had predicted that there was no way that they were going to release an episode on the original schedule of having the rest of the, the rest of the two episodes released that year mm-hmm. at the end of 2018. Right. But it, I guess they rehired some of the people who had worked on the game and had them work out of the old Telltale offices, so they were actually able to get you know, going pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So now we have episode three and, and it looks like episode four is coming up. It looks like it's planned for March 26th yep. of this year. So, I mean, wow. Congratulations to them. And yeah, they got to turn around quick. Yeah, that's crazy. So, you know, spoiler free uh, review of this episode. What'd you think? I think generally speaking, the, the penultimate episode in Telltale mm-hmm. series is generally not the greatest. That's true. That's typically how the reviews turn out. I liked this one a lot. Yeah? This might be my favorite episode from this season. This season? Yeah. I liked it a lot. I really liked the uh, the callbacks to season one that mm-hmm. were in this episode. I thought there was a lot of good character development. Uh, I was I was disappointed that they're, they didn't expand on the whole McCarroll Ranch thing that they've kind of hinted at before. Yeah. Aside from that, though, yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, they didn't completely follow, like, they didn't completely stick to the script that they followed for the first two episodes where it's big tense moment at the beginning then some other stuff a stupid game that's oh, i shouldn't say stupid but like a really really <laughs> funny game yeah i mean i'm not going to get any further into that but it wasn't exactly the same way that all of the other episodes shaped up and there was a little bit of new gaminess some new game mechanics that happened in this episode so yeah i liked how they changed it up a little bit uh the character development was good but not too drawn out and boring as we've seen in in some episodes uh or in some games so yeah overall i I thought this was one of if not the best episode this season okay so spoiler warning we're going to be talking about episode three for the remainder of this episode and any other part of this season and well, any season, season one, <laughs> one through three, really. Yeah, I don't see us talking about two or three much this episode, but there's definitely going to be some callbacks to one. Yeah. And given that, as you and I have both said, that season one is one of it's probably the best season of any Telltale game ever. Masterpiece. Yeah. If you Wonderful haven't game. played season one for some strange reason. Go and just go and play it. It's so good. It's so good. So good. So if you're leaving us now to go play season one and then to come back and play (laughs) this, make sure you're subscribed to Story Players if you aren't already. Uh, We're part of the Digital Media Zone. You can find us there or just go to storyplayerspodcast.com to get straight to our podcast over there. You might also want to check out some of the other games we've been playing. We're currently covering Life is Strange 2. It's weird that they don't call it season two. No, I keep calling it season two, sure. but it's not a sequel. It is. It's it's Life is Strange too. It's a sequel. Sure. Kind of, but not really at all. Sort of. Maybe. So we're, we're of course, covering that. We've got 
the previous episodes of of this season of The Walking Dead and lots of other games that we've played that if you're into story-based video games, I think you're going to like a lot of the stuff that we've played. So head on over to storyplayerspodcast.com, make sure to subscribe, and then come back when you're ready to listen to the rest of this episode. Time for the recap. Recall that the last episode ended with the raiders attacking the school. We lost a couple kids, maybe. A Mm -hmm. bunch got captured. But one of their members, Abel, uh, was injured and unable to escape. And so we have him prisoner. Right. That's where we're we're kicking off now Mm -hmm. from episode three. Only one kid died, right? Mitch. Yeah. Yep. And then you lose two of them? Well, Omar gets captured. Asim. And oh, then, right. depending on who you who you choose to save, either Violet or Lewis right. is also taken. Right. And we both chose Violet, is that correct? To correct. save? Correct. So Lewis is the one who's been captured. Mm-hmm. So, Act 1. Uh, it's the morning after the big fight. Everyone is taking in what happened. Willie mourns Mitch. Willie blames Ten for not following the plan, and that's why Mitch was horrifically murdered. Yeah, I mean, Willie's really showing his immaturity here and, and anger about what happened. I mean, you can you can tell he's a early teen who can't figure out how to process this stuff and just goes off on 10, who's what, eight? <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe. Under, I mean, it's understandable, though. Uh, yeah. You had a plan and it and someone messed up the plan and then you lose your best friend. Like, right. Sure. But again, 10 is try, he was he went out there because he was tricked into getting information about his sisters right? right that's who he's concerned about right absolutely in the basement clem interrogates abel she learns that the raiders have taken their friends back to a boat things start getting interesting just right here in this interrogation scene hold you on that. you missed an important part really what yeah did you pet rosie of course i pet rosie did it say anything after you it pet said rosie? something like rosie is yours now exactly she's <laughs> my dog now <laughs> I've got this psycho dog who will eat your face and she's all mine. Sounds like an asset. So AJ's like just sitting there watching Abel who's unconscious and he's just spinning that revolver of that pistol (laughs) over and over. Spins it, puts it back in, takes it out, spins it. Man, this kid is starting to get a little psycho, I think. (laughs) There's a few ways that you can try to wake up Abel. Do you remember which one you did? Yeah, I chose to shout at him. He shouted at him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did he wake up then? He did wake up. Okay. He wasn't too happy about it. I chose to drench him with water. <laughs> he definitely woke <laughs> up unhappy then. Let's, let's, let's follow this thread of AJ being psychotic. So Abel's just sitting there talking, just mouthing off like he is. And at some point, AJ just gets tired of it and just like kicks him in the leg. Right. In his broken, broken leg. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you got that, you hear that crunching sound mm-hmm. and super gross, but hilarious. This is supposed to be like an intense torture scene or whatever, interrogation mm-hmm. with a little bit of torture in it. But I just found it hilarious because it's being done by this little kid. <laughs> so what did you do? Because <laughs> you have some options here too. What's up? Well, I don't remember what the options were. <laughs> I just wrote down what I did. Okay. At some point you do have a decision to make. Uh, you can punch Abel or you can try to call him AJ. Right. I figured that AJ kicking this dude's broken leg, maybe not the best thing to be teaching this kid to do. So I calmed AJ down. Yeah, me too. You know, that's the, that's the big thing about this season of The Walking Dead is it seems to be less so about uh, the choices that you're making affecting the plot. It seems to be uh, we're, we're building a person here. We're mm-hmm. raising a character, right. a, a child into, a, into an adult. 
And depending on what we do, it's going to affect how he acts in the future. Uh, this was a fun fun conversation to have because not only did you have choices of what to say, but you actually had actions tied uh, placed in there too. So like rather than just saying blah, 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 try to convince him to help you, there's an option to just slam his head against the table. Right. Or burn him with a cigarette and <laughs> things like that. I totally slammed this guy's head over and over again. Did you really? Yes. Yeah. Wow. I wasn't taking crap from him. I needed the information. I, I was very not violent. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, AJ's I gave kicking him the cigarette. Leg. You know, I, I did do that because it was sort of like good cop, bad cop, but I was playing both parts, right? So I'm like really messing <laughs> with him. I don't think him. that's how that's kicking, supposed to work. <laughs> kicking. AJ's kicking his leg. I'm smashing his head against the table. And all right, you can have a, you can have a cigarette. Because otherwise, if it's just going to be constant pain and torture... It is, it's like, no matter what I do, you're going to hurt me. So why should I say anything? So right. uh, I thought, I'll be a little, I'll ease up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he starts smoking or finishes smoking or whatever, he just starts throwing up all of this blood in, right. and you realize he's actually a lot more injured than he's let on. Yeah. Yeah. He's senses his impending doom here. So we do find what motivates him though. And that is he absolutely does not want to be a zombie. Yeah. I, I mean, that's. Something that we've seen from dozens of characters in this universe. No one wants to turn into a zombie. I mean, he's super motivated by this. Mm -hmm. Like, he's not saying anything up until he realizes that he could die any second right now and he he will be a zombie and he absolutely wants nothing to do with that. Right, because he's had total control over himself his whole life. Yeah, he's That's what he's prided himself Mm -hmm. on. And, And so it's, he'll give you the information if you just promise to kill him Mm -hmm. and don't let him turn. All right, so decision, do you let him sweat it out or do you give him your word that you will kill him? I went the nice route and I gave him my word okay. that I would kill him. I did too. Which is a weird thing. <laughs> I was doing the, the nice, nice thing. thing and promising to kill him. That's okay. such a weird statement. Well, I mean, if that's what gives him relief. So, all right, follow up decision then. Do you mercy kill him or do you let him turn? I mercy killed him. What, why, would you, why, why wouldn't you let him turn? Because what's the benefit of letting him turn? I don't know, sick satisfaction? Well, I'm not looking for sick satisfaction here. I'm trying to teach this kid how to be a reasonable human being, as reasonable as you can be in this universe. All right, I did Mercy Kill as well, because why not? There's no reason not to. 93% of the people who played this episode chose the same thing. Yeah, that's kind of surprising. That's a lot, right? Yeah. All right, now we have another follow-up decision to make here. AJ's still standing there and you're about to mercy kill this guy in front Mm -hmm. of him. Do you say, I want you to see this or you don't have to watch this? Considering a a little over an episode ago, AJ killed another human being. I don't think I really need to make him see this. He's seen plenty of death already. I told him he didn't need to watch. Mm, Okay. But he says he wants to anyway. Right. I said the same thing. So then Clem kills Abel with the knife. Mm-hmm. And that kind of wraps up the scene and it ends with a reminder that, by the way, AJ looks to you for guidance in this world and your decisions are going to affect how he is and immediately says, you just tortured a man in front of him. <laughs> it didn't say that to me. And I said, oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Hmm. Oh, did you pick up the Etch-A-Sketch that was in the basement? No. <gasps> you didn't get the Etch-A-Sketch. I didn't see the Etch-A-Sketch. I collected zero collectibles none really? i didn't see anything i had a couple etch a sketch was one etch a sketch would have been cool it's cool because later on when you put your collectibles 
on the shelves and whatnot, mm-hmm. you can actually go up and interact with it. And it, it gives you the control. You can, you can either have Clem just draw something from memory or you can actually just do something yourself and it, it gives you the two knob <laughs> controls and you can just draw whatever on the etch sketch That's cool. Unfortunately, she, when you, if you do the manual one, she just shakes it up immediately when she puts it back on the shelf. Oh, come on. Yeah. All right. Then we have our intro title sequence, which uh, is unchanged from the previous two episodes, I think. Next, we see Clem, AJ, Willie, and all right. So how should I do this? Because I assume that whenever I say Violet, there's another choice and the other choice would have been Lewis is in her place. But should I just stick with Violet while we go ahead and talk about this? Because that's all either of us saw. So maybe I shouldn't make assumptions. Well, so maybe we just say it once right now that this is who's with us. It was Violet for both of us. Yeah. And we're going to assume since we both made the same choice that everywhere where there's something with Violet, there was probably something with Lewis if you had saved Lewis instead. And I didn't want to look anything up about right. Lewis. So I, at this point, let's just speculate. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So and, it's. And so then we can just say Violet and not yeah. have to qualify it every Great. single time. Okay. So Violet or Lewis. Okay. So Clem, AJ, Willie, and Violet or Lewis find the Raiders Riverboat and scope out the area. After gathering intel, they make a plan. Yeah. This, this whole making the plan thing seemed a little weird. And you choose an option for sure, but it I very much at this point felt like it's asking me to pick one, but I feel like I'm going to do all of these anyway. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I did do all of them. It feels like a missed opportunity. Yeah, because you talk to the three people individually, right? Mm-hmm. And they're kind of looking at different parts of the area. Some looking at the boat, some looking at the supplies in the dock. AJ's over there looking at horses. Right. And, and you go to talk to each one and you learn a couple things mm-hmm. and it does feel like, okay, so there's three parts of this plan and each part, potentially you're going to make a decision on how that goes. But ultimately at the end of this scene, the only decision seems to be, are you going to burn the hay or burn the supplies, burn the hay to scare oh, the horses? Yeah, I guess that, that and get the horses out of the way. Or if you burn the supplies and we obviously won't be able to have the supplies mm-hmm. at that point, but I was, yeah, I was expecting, okay, now what are you going to do about this? What are you going to do about that? Mm-hmm. But it, that's why I feel like it's a missed opportunity there. Yeah, because it's very much presented as you're going to do one of these things. You're going to burn the hay or you're going to burn the supplies or you're going to try and get walkers to go in there. Like it seemed like three different distinct options and you had to choose one. But then you really only get to choose between the hay and the supplies. And then you end up kind of doing all of the other stuff right, too. Right. They, they point out that they could use walkers as a diversion because there's a lot of guards out, mm-hmm. armed guards. They notice that there's uh, like a hole above the door, uh, one of the doors into the boat that's just the right size for AJ. And so I th- so the plan ends up being, I chose burn the hay. I did too. Why do we keep choosing the same things? Because they're the obvious choices. Because <laughs> having the supplies would be really useful. Right. And then... Also, let's go ask James, the zombie whisperer, <laughs> to bring the bring them over and, and serve as a distraction. And from the moment that plan was conceived, I thought, there's no way this is going to... Why would he do this? Why would he do... Why would he ever agree to this when he doesn't want the walkers to die? Right. Yeah. And you're asking him <laughs> to send walkers in to die. They're not just distracting like, huh, look at that herd of walkers. It's, I'm going to now shoot all the walkers. Right. So... 
Yeah, that seems like that wouldn't be very likely. They head back into the woods and uh, find a woman chopping some wood. And uh oh, it's Minnie. It's Minerva. It's one of ten sisters. Mm-hmm. She and Violet hug. Now, r- remind me, weren't they the ones in a relationship before, or was it the other sister? I'm pretty sure it was Minnie. Mm. It was Violet and Minnie. I think it was Mer- Violet and Minnie. It's so strange that they don't kind of they don't say anything more about that. Violet well, doesn't really say anything. It would be kind of weird though. It's been a long time. Minerva's you very quickly realize is a very different person, and they're in front of other people. So it would be kind of awkward to immediately start talking about your feelings and all this stuff. Yeah, but throughout the rest of the episode, it never even comes up. I thought that was strange. But yeah, she's totally brainwashed, maybe. Mm-hmm. She's totally on the side of the Raiders. Yeah. But at the same time, she's not immediately like, oh, you're my prisoners. I'm I'm capturing you. Whatever. She does seem to be helping out in some way. Mm-hmm. But her and Clem are not exactly friends. From the, They're not fast friends, as you might say. No, it sounds like that Minnie has learned about Clem and knows that she's leading this well she asks if clem is leading the kids Mm -hmm. now that marlon's dead right what did you say to that i said yeah i am in charge i said and i kind of wished i wouldn't have said it i said i don't remember exactly i think the other option was violet's in charge or well it was like they made me leader or something Mm -hmm. like that and it sounds like kind of a weak response and that's how minerva treats you like Mm -hmm. well that's not very strong she also says that Sophie died. Yeah. Her sister died. Mm-hmm. Protecting the Delta. Delta being the name of their village or fort or whatever they have. Yeah. Which base. I imagine is at the Delta of the river, but I don't know for sure. <laughs> anyway, the conversation is interrupted by Lily and the, the kids scatter and, and Minnie doesn't give them away. All she has to do is be like, dude, these guys just came up. Let's just capture them all right, right now. And it's game over, which is probably why they didn't do that. <laughs> for plot reasons right. sure but for character reasons like, why if we just have minerva turn them over we don't have to make episode four <laughs> but she so she is helping them out in some way she says that uh their boat's going to leave in two days and so we've got two days to kind of figure out this plan mm-hmm. and also it's going to be a while before they can come back she says it's going to be two weeks so uh but at that point then they would come back and probably attack the school again right and so she tells you, just give yourselves up next time, and then nobody has to die. That seems to be her main motivation, is she's a survivor. Mm-hmm. She just wants to survive. Right. And she wants her brother to survive. Yeah, she makes really good arguments here. Okay, so Clem and AJ go look for James. On the way, AJ, he kind of like stops, he's in pain. Recall that he's been shot, right? Mm-hmm. But it's an opportunity for him to stop, and he and Clem have this little conversation about AJ's feelings about the whole Mitch and 10 thing. He says, you know, Mitch makes him angry, but he's also angry with 10. He's just frustrated when people do stupid things. Mm-hmm. They talk about trauma. Right. And they ask you what you should do. And what did you say? Do you remember what you said? Yeah. He's concerned about the trauma. Like, what do I do about this? Right. And because you have to explain what trauma is, because it's another word that AJ has never trauma. heard. So, so what are you telling me to do? When you're faced with trauma. Well, you know, I, I just kind of broke his little heart and said, you just, you never get over it. Seriously? Yeah. That's what you said? Yes. Ah, Joe, come on. I feel like I'm inadvertently like trying to create the most evil. You're not, you're not doing a great job at raising a version of an upstanding citizen here. 
You find help, Joe. You find help when you're dealing with trauma. But okay, but look at look at the situation we're in here, though the world that we're living in. Mm-hmm. I don't even think I, I you know who are we gonna find help from? Who can you trust? Who's gonna help you? Like you just, I think that realistically, this is something he's just gonna have to deal with the rest of his life, and he's gonna have to find a way to deal with it. And I don't, I don't know if you can find help. Maybe, maybe you can't. But but you're also trying to teach him some of the ways of how the world used to work because you don't want to lose that. You don't want it to just be the age of the walkers. Uh, I think, <laughs> oh, that's a callback to see Ten's idea. I've done this a couple of times. About, yeah, things go in cycles and this is, right. this is just the age of the walkers. Things mm-hmm. will change after they're all gone. Right. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if that's going to happen. I mean, I, I think it happens when all the people are dead. And at that point... Then it's the age of the walkers. Then it's, no, no, no. I mean, like, eventually, I assume the walkers, I don't know the walking dead lore that much. I mm-hmm. gave up on the TV show a few years ago. Me too. But at some point, don't they have to just, like, disintegrate the walkers? Like food that's gone bad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they start growing mold. And, <laughs> right. Well, I mean, like... It, they disintegrate? The zombies, they're eating. Why do they eat? Let's get into the mind of a zombie here. Oh, boy. The, the zombies are... They have the impulse to eat humans mm-hmm. and I assume other animals and things. And, right. and I assume that that provides enough nutrients to keep them going. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you're going to run out of people. In theory. And we know from the Walking Dead lore that, well, this isn't tied to the TV show, though. Remember that these Telltale games are based on the comic book. But I assume that they're similar enough to where even if you're not bitten, when you die, you turn into a zombie. Mm-hmm. Right. So... I, it just seems more and more likely that as time goes on, someone's going to, someone's going to die and, and, you know, and all of a sudden a bunch more people have been bit and they turn into zombies. It's like, it's so likely, it's so much more likely that everybody's just going to become a zombie mm-hmm. than it is that they're going to survive until all the other zombies decay and become nothing. Right. And so if that happens, then eventually the zombies have to decay anyway. And then there's just no people left. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> so he needs to deal with, if he wants to, try to have some kind of life he's just gonna have i think he's got to he's got to depend on himself even if you can't find a licensed therapist (laughs) you can still find help okay so i assume that's what you told him yes you find help and what did he how did he react to that the the same way raise his spirits the same way he reacts to most things he doesn't really (laughs) say anything oh he told me that sucks when i said nah you're just always gonna have it Mm. that sucks it does suck even when you get help it still sucks Clem and AJ find James's camp, but it's overrun by walkers. I guess James got out, but he left his ridiculous, disgusting human <laughs> mask. Zombie, not human. It's like a zombie face. Human. Zombie skin. A zombie skin, formerly known as a human, mask behind. So Clem distracts the walkers while he goes in and tries to look for it. At least that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. How'd that go for you? It went fine. How many times? How many- times did you die i didn't die at all i mean they try to make this a little bit more challenging because james asks you not to kill any right and so it's kind of like the previous fights we've had with groups of zombies Mm -hmm. but now they're trying to incentivize you to not kill them so it's a little bit more difficult because as you attack them they don't go away right you just have to run away a little bit more and now you've got even more zombies coming at you and you can't clear them out Mm -hmm. so was this difficult for you this was insanely difficult really I probably, I lost track of how many times I died. It was at least a dozen. 
Wow. I was getting so, so frustrated. So did you, were you trying to just stun them? Or? I was trying to just stun them. Yeah. And a lot of times I'd push B when it said to push B and it didn't work. Hmm. So did you like hit B a million times over and over again? So just in I, case? I switched to just as soon as it was possible, I was just wailing away on the B button and so, and usually that would work, but I didn't know if I was supposed to be running somewhere but it seemed like you couldn't actually run away and I couldn't ever really get away from all of them. And they would always kill me. Yeah. Always. I had to run, man. I just, I would, you'd, they'd come kind of like one at a time, but then, yeah, they'd start. No, they always came at least two at a time. But they'd group up. So you'd knock, you, you stun one and then you just run. You just go to the other side of whatever enclosed in arena that we're in. Mm-hmm. And then you try not to let them clump together. So you go toward one that's by himself, knock him down. And you just kind of go as long as you can. I think it was timed. So at some point, they're just like, okay, you're good. You're done. Yeah. I never made it that far. So what did you do? So I got super mad (laughs) and said, screw this. I'm going to kill at least some of them. (laughs) And then I started killing them and just thought, screw James and his stupid. I'm killing all these guys. And I killed every single zombie. All of them. Wow. I'm yep. just I'm just saying things to kids, and you're the one who's actually out there. They're walkers. Killing people. They're walkers. They're not people. Well, which kind of leads us into the next section. Well, according though, to it? James, they're, they are. They're not just monsters. So, ninety three percent of the players respected James's beliefs and, and I, did not kill any of them. I'm gonna need to go back and watch a YouTube video or something to see how people did this because apparently I am the worst video game player <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Because I couldn't figure out how to not kill these guys. Oh, man. And I almost felt bad that I didn't at least leave some of them. Because <laughs> I figured after I killed a couple of them, I'm like, eh, I could probably get away with not killing all of them. But nope, I'm too mad. Well, not they're if it's all, been 12 times. They're you don't all going go. to die now. And, and then when you finally get up to him, he's like, you killed all of them? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, James, all of them, because they killed me a hundred times, so they all had to die. So James gets his mask back, but before he agrees to help, he insists that Clem come see his collection first. He wants her to see that the walkers are people too, or at least they're not just monsters. Right. Okay, so it's like in a barn or something. Mm -hmm. He's just got a whole bunch of walkers in there. Yeah. And so he says, I want you to put this disgusting mask on, mm-hmm. walk into the barn, move with the walkers, <laughs> and then go touch a wind chime. There's a wind chime hanging mm-hmm. on the inside of this barn and then just watch. Yeah. And then afterwards, you tell me if they're just monsters. Mm-hmm. This was kind of, well, this is just creepy. Right? It was just creepy and disgusting. Yeah. It goes into first person mode. Mm-hmm. So your vision is kind of obscured because you have this mask on and you're looking out these little eye holes of what used to be someone's face. <laughs> and you don't have a whole lot of control. It seems like you can kind of sway left right. and right to try to avoid these things. But you can bump into the zombies and mm-hmm. I'm sure you can probably die. I didn't, though. I didn't either. Amazingly. <laughs> <laughs> but then you do hit the wind chime and the zombies kind of turn toward it like you know they're attracted to noise right and but it seems like they like look up at it like it's not just like they're coming over like where's the noise where's the noise they recognize it as the cause of the noise and kind of just stand around and look at it Mm -hmm. 
And we're supposed to get from this that like they still got this connection there that maybe they recognize pretty sounds or music or mm-hmm. something like that mm-hmm. and, and that there's there's still a human in there. Mm-hmm. It looks like there's maybe some thought there. Yeah. And it's not just At least that's what James says. There's not they're not just robots or whatever. But so after you get out, he asks you, Well, are they still just monsters? Right. And almost every question that we've discussed here, I've answered first. It's your turn. What did uh, you say? The decision is, uh, you can say, I'm not so sure now, or, yep, still monsters. Mm-hmm. Yep, still monsters. Yep, still monsters. <laughs> and you're even crazier than I thought you were, James. <laughs> he says, like, he, he figured that's what you were going to say. But he reluctantly agrees to help because Clem manages to convince him that turning kids into soldiers and, and putting those kids in danger is more important than saving or keeping alive these rotting corpses. Right, right. And it's the only sort of sane thing that James has done this episode. But it's still, I I don't know that I buy this. I, I don't know that you really could convince James to go along with this. This this kind of felt like... They, to go along with what? To go along with this plan of sending the walkers in as as pawns to be picked off by the snipers. But he does go along with it. He does, but I just don't buy it. Like, oh, I, I feel like this okay. is bad writing. Oh, okay. Because if he's really this far down the rabbit hole of yeah. believing that these sure. these are still people inside, I, I don't... No. I don't think he agrees to, to go along with your no, plan. No, I, I agree. I don't, I don't think so either. But for the sake of the story, right. we got we to gotta get on the boat somehow. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a few and other the 14 things. other options that we had at the beginning. <laughs> okay, I have a few other things I want to talk about related to this area, this okay. scene. At some point, I think James asked Clem about, has anybody that you'd known that you know turned into a zombie or whatever? Mm-hmm. And, AJ, and AJ says, oh yeah, Clem's friend Lee, and she shot him. <laughs> <laughs> and Clementine's like, uh, it was just so awkward. And James is like, Oh, I'm sorry for bringing this up and trying to come up with an example of, to try to explain because that must be painful and yada, yada, yada. So, because I shot Lee right. in the first season, <laughs> right? I said that you didn't get this. You're line a monster, <laughs> like all the walkers in the barn. <laughs> okay. Did you see the salt lick? I did. Did it seem like that was a callback to something? And I and you and I just I had no idea what this is a reference to. It did seem like it was supposed to be important, but I didn't get the reference here either. I was obsessed. I had to find out. So AJ wants he sees the salt lick and he's like, oh, well, that sounds gross. But maybe it's like chips. Maybe chips are salty. Maybe it's good. <laughs> right. And so he's like, what should I do? And you can say, like, go ahead, lick it or whatever. Mm hmm. What did, do you remember what you said? Yeah, I, I chose the option of don't lick it. It's going to be gross. And he's like, why? Did you did you taste it? <laughs> right. And she's like, I don't know. This happens in season one where, and this is where my YouTube links come in, mm. where they're in a barn. It's little Clem, Duck, the boy is in there, mm-hmm. and Lee comes in. And Duck's like, hey, it's a salt lick or whatever. And, and uh, Clem's like, yeah, it's gross. And Lee looks over at her like, <laughs> did you taste it? And she's like, just stares and says, I don't know. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Have you ever seen the movie Warm Bodies? No, never even heard of it. It's a zombie movie. Mm. Came out a few years ago. My wife doesn't let me watch zombie movies. Okay, well, she might, <laughs> might want to watch this one. It's a romantic comedy. 
Nope, she won't. She no. wouldn't even watch. I, see, I shouldn't say she won't let me watch. She just won't watch them with me. She wouldn't even watch the one with Woody Harrelson and... Yeah, yeah. Zombieland. Zombieland. She wouldn't even watch Zombieland. I'm like, dude, it's a comedy. It's a comedy. Yeah, it's funny. But after we saw 28 Days Later, no more zombie movies. Well, that's not a comedy. Right. I know. But no more zombies after 28 anyway, Days Later. Anyway, Warm Bodies is a romantic comedy zombie movie <laughs> about, uh, it's got a girl and a zombie and the zo- the story is told from the zombie's point of view. And so it's actually, the premise is sort of like zombies do still kind of have that human part to them. Mm-hmm. And they just, they can't like express themselves. <laughs> and so like this zombie and his zombie buddy. They're live like in, Starbucks baristas. <laughs> they live like in this airplane. It's like an airport. And they live in this airplane. And like every day, every day they leave the airplane and go into the terminal and they just kind of hang out. And they can't really talk to each other. But like, <laughs> but somehow this girl comes in and they start to develop a relationship and he kind of turns more and more human. Like that's kind of the premise of, of the movie. And it reminded me of this thing about this idea that maybe a zombie does have some sort of humanity still left in them. Mm. And, uh, so if that sounds interesting, you should, you should check that out. I liked it. I laughed at a few, at a few spots after James agrees to this ridiculous plan. That's the end of act one. Mm Mm-hmm. Act two starts with Clem and AJ meeting up with Ruby back at the school. And uh, she wants to plan a party before the big mission. She wants Clem to go get her coffee heater and AJ says he'll make some decorations. So you remember how at the very beginning of this episode, I said, this has been my favorite episode so far. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird that I said that. Like, And I still believe it. Yeah. But I'm s- super mad about the writing with James in yeah. the previous scene. And we get to this scene and I'm like, are you kidding me? This is the dumbest idea ever. Why are we doing this? Yeah, they're just throwing a party before this huge, massive, no, important... No, you don't do that. ...rescue mission. Uh, yeah, anyway, Ruby says, I wanted to throw one last nanny," And AJ, <laughs> AJ looks confused and he says, swear? <laughs> it sounds like a swear. And I, I told, I had Clem say, it definitely sounds like a swear word. <laughs> and AJ immediately says, I'm going to start saying it too. Hootenanny. Watch your language, kid. <laughs> no, I told her, told him the truth, that it wasn't a swear. That it just means party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we go back to Clem and AJ's room, and he does his little drawing. But he seems to be really preoccupied with his thoughts. And uh, so, yeah, they have this conversation about, Living people, dead people. He has this observation about eyes. Do you remember this? Where he talks about how there's three kinds of eyes. Yeah. Like eyeballs, like mm-hmm. not like the letter I. Right. There's live people eyes, there's monster eyes, and then there's live people eyes right when you're about to kill them. Mm-hmm. Like Abel when Clem killed him. It's like blowing out a candle, he says. Yeah. And how old is this kid again? <laughs> right. But this was one of those moments where I was like, you know, obviously adults wrote this script and, and you could see an adult saying something like mm-hmm. this, but I could maybe actually buy a kid saying something like this because kids are super observant about things like this. So I I really liked this little bit of writing. Mm-hmm. It almost made up for the James situation. <laughs> that leads into a conversation about Clem getting bit and... You know, Clem's got to remind him, you know what you have to do if that happens. 
if I get bit, you'll, and you have a decision here, mm-hmm. do you say you'll run away or shoot me? Gee, I can't imagine <laughs> how the two of us chose here. I said shoot me. Of course you did. And I said you run away. Shooting me takes care of the danger. It does. Like permanently. Running away may take you out of the situation temporarily. But that monster is still walking around and contributing to the global zombie population problem. We need to call the herd. Kill me. Because I'm already dead. Does he also need to work on his carbon footprint? (laughs) (laughs) I'm already dead. It's just a body moving around. Just take it out. I guess it's not exactly the same situation. You can't sit there and say that you disagree with James that that no they're still just monsters no i i get what you're and saying and then and then say no uh, no you can't shoot you can't you can't kill that you can't kill that body no well, I, what's the difference I, I no i agree with you i i chose run away largely based on the fact that i told clem as a little child not to shoot lee yeah but it, it's not the same situation anymore because how so at that point clem hadn't killed anybody yet oh I don't even think she had killed any walkers yet. I don't think she killed any walkers in the first season. No, no. So. I don't think so. That's vastly different than AJ's life at this point. AJ's killed walkers and people. So asking him. A person, just one person. (laughs) I guess. So maybe I should have told him to shoot me if this happens. Well, I can totally see where you would say don't shoot the person because of just the emotional trauma that might right. cause so exactly I, to a young child i get that mm-hmm. i get that but again he's going to grow up in a world where th- i mean this is this is how it is mm-hmm. and so he's he's there's no way you're getting through this unharmed yeah emotionally right so at this point it's like just you need to do the smart thing if you want to survive you need to survive and that means Killing the people that you love. That's I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think maybe not having to make that, t- because, I mean, here's the problem with this game. This is one of those decisions that you have to make with a timer ticking down. Yep. But this isn't a decision that you would have to make with a timer ticking down, because this is a conversation you would have planned out with AJ. Yeah. On your terms, with, with your timeline, exactly what you wanted to say. And you've only got two choices here. Right. And at this point, if this were actual reality, I probably, I, I think I probably would have told him to put a bullet in my mushy brain. But you didn't. You told him to run away. So what I did he say then? Because I, I got different conversation here than you probably. I don't remember. And I blame Jen. Oh. Because she came downstairs and interrupted me during the scene. And I actually missed the first option to answer. But I got a, a second opportunity to answer. Oh, I wondered what would happen if... If you don't answer? Because these, these, the ones that don't have the four conversation choices, well, mm-hmm. three conversation choices and usually one is yeah, don't say anything. Nothing. But the, the ones here were like two obvious ones, but there's still a timer. Right. Like what happens if the time runs out? Does it choose? Well, so for me, when I tell him, shoot me, he, he just flat out refuses and says, there's no way I'm going to do that. If you get bit, I'd want you to bite me too. Right. Yeah. And he does say the same thing to me. Because he doesn't want to be alone. Yeah. And James is getting in his head, the crazy man, mm-hmm. is getting into the kid's head and is like, so he's thinking we could still be, we could be together as zombies, as yeah. monsters. If there's still a part of us there, we could still be together. Right. 
And at this point, I just want to wring James' neck again. <laughs> Get your crazy talk out of this kid's head because that isn't how it works. And I've got to try to explain it to AJ that that isn't how it works. Violet stops by to talk about Minnie. She's like a different, she's like a different person now, the different than she remembers her. She has to stop mourning her. Violet, she also talks about Lewis a little bit, about how when she first got there that she hated Lewis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He was always a performer, always walking into a room and saying, look at me. But she realized that he does care about people. Oh, and she made a pin for Clementine. It's a Clementine pin. I didn't get a pin. Oh, that's because we're best friends. Oh. Clem and Violet. So, okay. <laughs> so, in the last episode, I chose to go with Violet. Right. Up the, up the church. Church. Whatever. And we looked at stars. Right. And I said that we're friends, not mm-hmm. like romantic partners. You don't like like her. Like like, yes. <laughs> so she gave me a a pin that has a clementine on it. Where did she find a clementine pin? Come on. I, I don't know. But I'm like, that's interesting. I think Violet has a pin that has a violet on it. I've never noticed that. I never did either until that until that scene. <laughs> right. Well that's nice. Yeah. Now I feel sorry for you. Yeah, I don't I got this pin. cool pin. AJ interrupts because he's found a beach ball. And he, he, he blew it up, which was gross, but he did. And <laughs> he, he, he starts tossing it around. Now you can toss the ball back to him. Mm-hmm. You can toss it back to him or bop it off his head. Right. I decided to toss it back to him. Yeah, I did too. If there were going to be multiple chances, I was going to toss it to him once and then bop it off his head <laughs> the second time. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to mess with him too much. Yeah. Because he's having so much fun. He was really liking this beach ball. Mm-hmm. So then Clem, AJ, Ruby, Violet. And 10 meet up in the music room to finish planning this party that you're a big fan of. <laughs> so you've got to make some decisions. Very important decisions here. Super important decisions. Uh, first, what color candles would you like? Green. I chose purple. Nice. That was my second choice. Really? Uh, uh-huh. Violet says, really? Purple? And Clem's like, what? I like purple. And Ruby's like, shouldn't you like it too, Violet? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what music did you choose to play? I went with jazz. I want jazz too. Nice. Jazz is good. How about the banner? What did you decide to have, have written on the banner? I let AJ pick. You didn't choose see you on the other side or we're getting them back. AJ, you want to pick something is what you chose. Mm-hmm. What did you write on it? Did you have AJ pick? I did. Okay. He, he wrote, surprise, dummies. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Ruby didn't seem too happy with that, uh having aj do it but he promised he wouldn't swear all over it <laughs> so i guess that means he's not writing hootenanny probably does not a spell hootenanny. <laughs> i didn't know i didn't know how to write it either <laughs> actually how does he know how to write at all clem knows how to or write. read clem knows how to write when is she time read? to teach him these things i don't i mean you know we don't see the downtime between seasons you know they're she's got uh uh is she homeschools him I don't think so. <laughs> and she, they got the uh, the recipe books, remember? You have to be in a fairly safe place to be able to spend time teaching somebody things like reading and writing. No, well, they had a car. Was, you know, I, I don't know, like, how popular, where, where are they again? I can't remember where they are in the country. Are they still south? Are we still, like, Georgia area in this season? I think they're still south-ish. I mean, you But can, they don't really say. I can't imagine that you're going to be seeing zombies all day, every day. But you do probably have to worry about food. But you still have to worry about food and and all of the other things that are required to not die. Well, I mean, that's just part. I can't can't believe any of these people would live as long as I do. Clem meets with Willie upstairs uh, where he shares plans for placing a bomb 
in the boat's boiler. Mm-hmm. He also apologizes for being so upset with 10. Yeah. This kid's also got a fixation on bombs. What do you think about this, uh, this plan with the bomb? It's not a terrible idea. Bringing an explosive on board. It's not bad enough that we're first, we're going to bring a herd of walkers <laughs> <laughs> to distract armed raiders, go onto a boat, we have no idea what the layout's like, to rescue our friends, and now you're bringing a bomb with you. Sure. <laughs> I mean, do you want to hurt his feelings? <laughs> <laughs> so they go back downstairs and the party actually begins. Ten and Willie start working on that bomb together, and uh, Willie wants to name it. Mm-hmm. Do you decide, yeah, you're going to name it, or we, we're not doing that? I, I think you name bombs. We, we named the atomic bombs. Mm-hmm. A- yes, absolutely. We've got to name the bomb. But right. what did you name it? Ruby's Revenge. Ruby's Revenge. <laughs> I went with Willie Jr. That's lame. 18%. Yeah, that's super lame. But what got the most? Mitch's masterpiece. Yeah. Well, because well, it'd be, it's a reference to his friend who's dead. Uh, I, I get that, but. I, it should be like Mitch's Revenge, right? We don't have the alliteration then. But so you, yeah, you Ruby's need Revenge, Mitch's Masterpiece. Yeah. Which is why that other Mitch's Masterpiece doesn't make sense. Stupid. Mitch had nothing to do with it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Willie Jr. What did Ruby have to do with this? Nothing, but it's it's alliteration at yeah, least. Yeah, Willie Jr. isn't. Okay. Always at least default to alliteration. <laughs> and rhyme. <laughs> right. Okay, so we don't exactly have a game here, but we do kind of. So... Ruby brings out the official Erickson psych evaluations and probationary reports. So all the reasons why everybody has been put into the school. Right. So at this point, I'm thinking, all right, now we're going to have a fun game. It's going to be hilarious. It's been hilarious the first two games. They're going to try and do the same sort of thing. So up until this point, my wife, Jen, is sitting on the couch reading a book or whatever, and I'm playing with headphones on mm-hmm. because she doesn't want to hear zombies and walkers and gunshots and all this stuff. Sure. So I play with headphones on, and I say, I pause the game, and I say, hey, Jen, you might actually be interested in this because all of these games have been fun up to this point. <laughs> so let me take the headphones off, turn the speakers back on, and I'll play this. Okay, well, that probably didn't go well because... No, no, it didn't. <laughs> So the game is that Ruby's going to read a description and that Clem's got to guess who it is. Right. Okay. So did you only have one? One description? Only had one. Yeah. See, I was really hoping for more. So the description is, while otherwise a remarkable student, blank, continues to be plagued by fits of anger, uncontrollable cursing, and repeated physical altercations with the senior faculty. Is it Marlon? Is it Violet? Is it Ruby? Is it everybody in this school? (laughs) I almost picked... Everybody in the school. And then I thought it's probably Violet or Marlin, but I don't want to pick Violet because I don't want to make her mad. So I went with Marlin because you can't offend the dead. And I was wrong. I chose Marlin too. Not to speak ill of the dead, but but who was it really? It was Ruby. It was Ruby. And I was shocked. And I expressed that I was shocked to her. And she was happy that I was shocked (laughs) about that. You have a chance to change up the music. Did you do that? I did. To what? Put some country music on. No. <laughs> I went with classical. I figured country fits in with these people a little bit better than what classical. Is, what, are you, what are you trying to say? That we're in the South. Okay. At a hootenanny. <laughs> <laughs> Watch your language. The, the kids realize that, but, you know, by looking through all these records, that actually a lot of them have died. They haven't survived. Yeah. Since this whole thing gone, has gone down. 
34. Yeah, in all. this whole conversation goes from fun to uber depressing in about 10 seconds. And that's when I put the headphones back on. Oh, so you missed the next. So Violet offers to share her history and you dis- you have a decision. Do you say only if you want to share it with me or who you were doesn't matter? Who you were before doesn't matter. So I said, only if you want to share it with me. I thought that was respectful. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, both of these are good options. Yeah. So she does decide to share why she got sent to this school. So th- this is just going to continue the the depression or not depression, the depressing. Yeah, depression. What did you say it was? Uber something? Uber depressing. The uber depressing uh, hill down. So Violet offers to share her story. And this is the reason why Violet was sent to this school. She says that she spent a lot of time as a kid at her grandparents. And at some point her grandpa died and her grandma had a hard time with it. And she mostly just sat in her rocking chair. So Violet would go over to her house, I assume, while her mom was at work or whatever, Mm. and just watch cartoons. And the grandma would just kind of sit in the rocking chair. And one day the grandma grabbed a rifle and another chair and propped up the rifle on the chair and pointed it at her chest. And then she used a back scratcher, you know, with with the little hand on the end of it and pushed the trigger in and killed herself (sighs) in the rocking chair while Violet was watching cartoons. And later when Violet's mom came to pick her up, she's like, why didn't you call anybody? Why didn't you call the police and ambulance, anything? And she said, well, it's not like grandma was going anywhere. (sighs) Besides, I wanted to finish my cartoons. Man. And then she says the next day she was sent to the boarding school. I don't understand. Like, why would you send your kid to a boarding school after this situation? Because it's called the whatever school for a troubled youth. Mm-hmm. Erickson. Yeah. And most people, when they hear troubled youth, they assume kids who are bad, like kids who have behavior issues, basically. Right? Not kids who are struggling with mental illness. And when I hear this story about Violet, that sounds like mental illness, not behavior issues. And your grandma just shot herself. And the thing you want to do is just finish watching cartoons. You don't do anything. It's like, I could see how that would be. Well, that's a, that's a behavior problem. And it's not, you didn't do the right thing. What's wrong with you? Maybe it's an undiagnosed mental issue. Well, but I'm trying to find like, a way that we if, can justify if her being. Violet shot her grandma, then maybe but she didn't, she just didn't know what to do. I saw it as this kid lacked complete empathy, like any sort of feeling whatsoever mm-hmm. about this happening. And I could see, yeah, I guess I don't know what a boy Which is more of a is. mental health issue. Oh, absolutely. But, than, than a behavior but issue. But if, if the parent doesn't realize this, again, yeah. I'm trying to find a way that we can uh, allow this story to, to make sense, mm-hmm. provide the, uh, the benefit of the doubt here. Uh, you know, it could be an undiagnosed sort of thing. And that's the only thing. The, 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 that means, well, I don't know who's the grand, the grandma. Is it her dad's mom or her mom's mom? Because mm-hmm. this could just be the mom reacting to her, her the death of her own mother. Right. And not, that's true. not taking that very well. No, that's a really good point. I mean, if this is what the grandma did when her husband died, so. Mm-hmm. Right. The mom is freaking out, has no idea how to deal with the situation. Can't handle and, this right now. Let's send her off to someone to else. Right. Maybe. I don't know. At this point, Ten convinces Violet to sing Don't Be Afraid, a song that Minnie would sing. When everyone was scared. Mm-hmm. Does that kind of make up for the horrible things that have just happened Does that bring us back up to a neutral level, maybe? Maybe. I wonder if Lewis would play it on the piano. Oh, probably. 
That would have been cool. Next, we see Clem has a dream in which she's younger and on a train with Lee. Mm -hmm. And they talk through her current problems with the Raiders and about raising AJ. Lee provides some comfort and encouragement. How awesome was this? This was really cool. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed this scene. I mean, we've seen lots of these types of flashbacks in a lot of the games that we've played, actually. Uh, Life is Strange Before the Storm had these in every episode, too. And this was one of the best ones. To see to see Lee in a, a new HD model, mm-hmm. looking snazzy. I don't know what snazzy means. And he sounds just like Lee. We got Clem as a... It's not Clem in her current look. It's... It's the little girl Clem from season one. Right. Sounds just like her because it's the same voice actress. She mm-hmm. just changes her voice whenever she does young version and older version. Right. And ah, just how long has it been since that season came out? Like it's been a while. Oh man. Was that 2012? Maybe 2012, 2013. It wasn't. I don't think it was 2013. That's the year the Xbox One came out. Oh, yeah, it would have been. Yeah, it would have been before that. Yeah, so it might have been 2010, 2011. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. It's been a while. And uh, it's just, it, it, it was so cool to see that. I mean, overall, it's it's good. Uh, it's a good scene. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's okay. It's, it's all right. I it's guess. fine. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just your standard, you know, is it standard? I don't know. It's just your uh, things are looking down. I don't know what to do. And finding. Uh, motivation from within yourself. This is a dream, right? Mm-hmm. He's not a real ghost. <laughs> there are zombies in right, this but no universe, ghost. but not ghosts. And so uh, it seems like she's she's helped out by this. Yeah, he says that he was just kind of making it up as he went along. He didn't really know the Oh yeah, when talking about things. AJ, she seems real concerned about, is she doing things? And he's like, yeah, you, you knew I was just making this up, right? Right, and she had no idea. But I like the 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 ending to this where they hug and she turns into her current age mm-hmm. and Lee's like, oh, wow, look at this, you know, look at what, sh- look at the person you've become. Right. Kind of thing. It's very sweet. Even though that character has been dead for a while now. Cause you shot him. It's nice to have like a proper, it's not really a goodbye, but right. reunion. It is more of a reunion. Cause I end up saying, I miss you, not goodbye or anything right. like that. But it also sounds like that she's done this before. She's had these kind of dreams. Probably that, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, so Lee also mentions the ranch, the McCarroll Ranch. Because, mm-hmm. you know, last episode we had the whole nightmare scene uh, in the school where there was a horse walking <laughs> in the hallway and then there and then was like down. a dead horse or a horse dying on the ground. And, you know, gunshots and screams, like a, a crying baby coming from behind the door. And then like nothing, nothing mm-hmm. this episode. I was really hoping that they would continue on with that subplot. Mm-hmm. they acknowledge it at least which is yeah. which is fine i guess but i was really hoping for more mm-hmm. it's disappointed right there's only one more episode after this one and we still don't know what happened at the ranch yeah okay so after the dream it's the next day they get going kids stand in the woods near the boat and prepare their attack unsurprisingly this plan involves smattering themselves with zombie guts again hold on hold on hold on when when you get the introduction to james how does that conversation go for you? The conversation with James is kind of awkward. Willie loves the mask that he's wearing. First of all, why is he wearing the mask when he's meeting these people? <laughs> right. Like, come on, first impressions here, right? Okay, so I don't remember how the game went for you in the previous game. And I couldn't remember exactly how it went for me either. But they brought it up here because I said, 
this is James, and think it was Willie said, you mean the guy you said you'd flip? <laughs> uh, for me, it was 10. He's, uh, he's, he's like, is this the guy Clem said she'd marry? It's, it's way worse when it's flip. <laughs> the dude's wearing uh, a human face mask. Not a face mask, you know, a mask that's a human face. But Willie loves this mask. He thinks this is great and starts like machine gunning questions to James. And James is just like, uh, Clementine, <laughs> like this dude doesn't know how to talk to people. He, can't, no. he doesn't know what to do with a kid here. So Willie apologizes and says he's sorry for being weird to the guy wearing a human face as a mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's so weird. James takes Clem aside to talk to her about AJ. He's a little concerned here. He's afraid that AJ would become like him. Apparently, he's got he's got some history where he killed a kid, slit his throat, and uh, he's afraid that if AJ kills again, that that's going to send him on that path, the irredeemable, no coming back mm-hmm. path that he was on until he kind of snapped himself out of it. Right. He also said that my friends seem open-minded, but I'm not. That Clem isn't open-minded. What, about the... About the monsters. Oh. Screw you, James. Freaking weirdo. We're just using him, right? That's all this is. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but... um. So, did you find it was weird that Clem puts guts on Violet's back like she's applying sunscreen? <laughs> did, did that seem weird to you? Well, they've done this like a hundred times. <laughs> they seemed happy about it, though. Like, thanks. That's better. I This is going to protect me from the sun. <laughs> right. <laughs> Some good old ZPF 50 to keep you from getting eaten. That's zombie protection factor. Mm-hmm. Clem, AJ, and Violet joined the Walker horde that James has sent stumbling toward the boat. After avoiding some sniper shots and swing th- swimming through some water, avoiding some searchlights, they do make it inside the boat. This was really cool. I like this. Using the zombies as shields. Yeah. How many times did you die? Uh, a couple. Yeah, it was probably like five-ish times for me. I didn't do yeah, great at this either. I was trying to see how far I could go, right? Yeah, like, I kept getting too far ahead. Yeah. And then you don't have any cover. Yeah. But I didn't want to kill all the zombies. <laughs> what, you're thinking about James again? Since I killed all of them in the previous scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so after they make it into the boat, that is the end of Act 2. Before you actually approach the boat with, with the walkers, you talk to Ten, you talk to Violet, And when you talk to the Violet, she's really nervous about this. And she says that she's really worried about losing you. She's worried about you dying. There has been a ton of foreshadowing in this episode about Clem dying. Okay, that didn't occur to me at all. Yeah. When playing this. So you got this, obviously, but what else is there? The first time is when you have the conversation with AJ about what happens if oh, I'm bit. Okay, yep. So that's two conversations about Clem yeah. dying. Yeah, it is the final season. Two conversations sounds like foreshadowing. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I forgot to think about you know, what's going to be happening next episode. Is so Next episode is final episode of the season. Final, final episode, episode of, of the final season. Of the final season. So if something is going to... How's Clem's story going to wrap up here? And uh, she's going to die. That's what it's going to be. That's what it seems like She's going to get bitten. AJ is going to shoot her. In your game, at least. Yeah. He's going to run away in mine. (laughs) 
Act three is pretty short in terms of playtime, but it seems like a lot happens. Did you like the the scene with using the zombies for cover and then going through the water and hiding from the spotlight and all that stuff? Yeah. I thought it was fun. Yeah. I thought it was a nice change of pace in gameplay and stuff. Having and, some control. Yeah. We didn't have a whole lot of scenes where we had control. Right. Over Clem this time where mm-hmm. we explored an environment. Right. Uh, so yeah, this was this was nice. Yeah, it was a nice change of pace. Act three starts out with Clem, AJ, and Violet inside the boat trying to avoid raiders while planting the boiler bomb and looking for where their friends are being held. There's a few armed raiders. So you've got some opportunities to like knock them out or kill them. The first one, there's a there's a dude who hears someone moving around and comes to check it out and you can knock him out or kill him with a knife. I knocked him out. Like with the gun, like you take his gun and mm-hmm. you smack him in the head with it. Right. That dude looked totally dead. Oh, yes, he did. He was not knocked out. <laughs> and then there was another one. Who, there's a raider shooting out from the boat mm-hmm. at the zombies, presumably. And uh, you, you can you have the bow and you can shoot head or knee. Mm-hmm. I went for the knee again. I went, I went with the head. <laughs> I'm like, the you're going to die anyway. Let's just make this clean and, and less painful. <laughs> I guess painful. that's true. Because you're either taking an arrow to the head or the boat's going to blow up. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. So I thought that was nicer. I was trying to teach AJ not to be a murderer. Yeah. Arrow right through the neck. Clem Did she place. then stab him in the head? No, because it was you had the bow. It was like through the brain stem or something? It was. Well, because if you don't get him in the brain, he'll turn into a walker. Oh, that's true. It was, yeah, it was through the neck, through the neck. Hmm. Maybe it takes a while for the zombie like to wake up. Like straight through the neck? To get motivated to get up. In and out? Yeah, straight through. <laughs> I appreciate the sound effects. <laughs> they do place the bomb in the boiler. Uh, for me, Clem says, make your dad proud, Willie Jr. <laughs> <laughs> she does say that they've got maybe 30 to 60 minutes before this thing blows. That's quite a range. It is a range. But I don't know how they can have any idea how long this thing's going to take or if it's even going to work. Right. (laughs) They go upstairs and find Minnie on guard and convince her to help them out. While Clem checks on Lewis in his cell, Minnie turns on them, knocks her out, and locks the door. Mm -hmm. Just can't trust this girl. So I, I managed to convince her to help because I told her that Ten says that he forgives you. Yeah, she's like, fine, I'll help you out. But she continues to only want to help them, it seems, to make sure that her brother is safe, that Mm -hmm. Ten is safe. But that was a lie, though, because she locked us in the cell anyway. Right. So, yeah. So Clem Clem is locked in Lewis's cell and AJ and Violet are locked in another cell together. And then Omar and Asim are in a cell together. And so we see Lewis and it turns out that apparently this guy talks a lot. We knew that. We knew that. And they decided to cut out his tongue. Yeah. Oh, the guy who talks can't talk and sings and, and tells sings. jokes and it's pretty funny. Yeah, I was I was really sad about that. So you know, usually when they say that when when your tongue is is cut out, you can't talk. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that is that true? Like you can't make any words. You can't say any words. Uh, I I don't know enough. I, I try to put in our tongue and the back of my mouth. I don't know. I had to. Look, I, all right, I looked it up. I looked it up on Wikipedia. So <laughs> there are certain sounds. <laughs> look this up. I'm like. I got to know, is that just one of those myths, you know, mm. and that like movies always get wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had to see what exactly happens. 
So it turns out your tongue is used for a lot more sounds than I realized. Mm-hmm. And so like, you can't do like a T or a Z kind of sound. But there are things like like bop or pop that don't use the tongue at all and that mm. you would have no problem with. But there actually are like most of the sounds you would not be able to make. <laughs> right. So that does suck. He's got like blood all over his mouth. Yeah, they barely even cleaned him up afterward. It just, it was like a, it was like a dark turn right there because I'm finding, you know, the, 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 the game is mostly serious. There's moments of laughter and you get something like this, like that Violet story with the grandma. Right. And you get something like this and it's just like, whoa, okay, that's nuts. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Clem attempts to escape from her cell by using a knife to, I think, break the welding points on yeah. the, the metal they have on the door. But she's interrupted by Dorian and Lily. AJ says, I'm looking for a way out. TM. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite games that we've played for this show. A way out. So there's a lot of stuff that's going on here. Uh, Lily asks about Abel. She's pissed when she learns that we killed him. She's not going to kill Clem because she's actually pretty impressed with what she's done and wants her to be a soldier, obviously, and join her group. So she's not going to kill her. But then she tells a story about the twins, which... At the end, I mean, it causes Violet to go nuts and lash out and start screaming at her. Mm-hmm. But the story is, is you know, she calls it the parable of the twins because you got two twins. They look the same, right? But they behave very differently, <laughs> right? This is, they're identical twins. I don't know if they are. I don't know if they are. Maybe either. they are fraternal twins. Anyway, it's two sisters. And the one's like, I can't do this. I miss my people too much. I got to get out of here. Let's escape. And the other is all like, if you want to live, if you want to survive, this is this is the best thing that you can do. And so the the one sister kills the other sister. Yeah, again, super dark. We can take from this that Minnie actually killed Sophie. Yeah. And Lily wants to know, which twin are you going to be, Clem? Mm-hmm. The loyal one or the dead one? <laughs> what do you think about Minnie's ideas here? You You hinted at earlier that maybe she's not so crazy and that this actually probably isn't that bad of a decision to be making about joining up with this group and yeah. doing what she's doing. Right, but this this shows you that she's clearly gone off the deep end of being brainwashed. Yeah, no, people. I disagree. I think that she's totally <laughs> right here. She might she might be manipulated, okay? But I don't know if brainwashed I wouldn't go as far as to I say mean, maybe brainwashed. brainwashed isn't the right word, but but like really if you've got if you're part of a group of kids who are somehow barely surviving in a school and some group is like, "Okay, all right, I get it. They kidnapped you." But it sounds like a much better place. Right. It sounds like a safer place. They You've got adults. Plenty of food. There's adults yeah. who have plant who can protect you in some way. Mm-hmm. She said they've got warm showers. Why so my question is why it seems like Clem and the kids just absolutely refuse to even consider this. I realize that the means of gathering of recruiting these people to your group is a little extreme. A and little extreme. Not yeah, nice. Kid- kidnapping is a little extreme and, and not nice. Like you're being forced to do something rather than going and saying, hey, would you like to join our group? Because mm-hmm. they, they need the people. Right. right. So, but really, I mean, given the world that they live in, Clem and AJ were just driving in a car at the beginning of this season. They had no, <laughs> like they had no stable place to be. Right. They had no food. Mm-hmm. I think there's a bag of chips. I don't know. Like I realize it's not ideal. But that seems like the right thing to do. I think I didn't consider any of this because I was so frustrated by the fact that it's basically the same story that James told, right? About his history, about his past? Yeah. He was in a good situation. Someone else was like, no, this is bad. 
and I killed him. Well, because you said something bad about the people. Right. Again, like I said, it's not ideal, right? That's not that's no, not the type not. of society nothing, you, nothing you in would the Walking Dead is going to be ideal necessarily want to live in. But I think, given the situation, I think I'd go with the food and the right. But but to go to the extreme of killing your sister, I don't think so. Sure, like that. That's why I made the jump to brainwash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or indoctrination, I, I, or I, just drinking the Kool Aid. Heavily manipulated, but if you if if you're only concerned about surviving, mm-hmm. and if you don't do this you're gonna be dead too i i know no i i it's hard to put yourself that, in these situations but but to go to the extreme of killing your twin sister when all she wants to do is get away anyway clem agrees to be part of the army join lily if she lets the others go self-sacrifice save everybody else but yeah violet is is just losing her mind even though she knows that that lewis has been has had his tongue cut out for all the stuff that he was doing while captured. She she can't help. She's screaming at mm-hmm. Lily. So Dorian opens Violet's cell door and like pins her to the ground, holds her hand down and like takes out a butcher's knife mm-hmm. like she's about to do some cutting. Yep. AJ sneaks up behind her and you've got a decision to make. It seems like an important decision. Do you let AJ take the risk of interfering with this or do you tell him to stop, uh, stop him from attacking? I was a chicken. What'd you do? And told him not not to do anything. Yeah, I, me too. Like, it seemed too risky. Yeah, exactly. It seemed too risky. He's going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, this is not going to go well. Right. So 20% of players agreed with us, which seems awfully low. So the result is that Violet loses a finger. So you and I both did the same thing. Did you, by chance, look up to see what happens if you let AJ? No, I don't want to know. <laughs> Because if AJ loses, I think AJ is going to lose a finger, and I can't look. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Is this one of those things where there is like a right decision to where there is really no negative consequence if you mm-hmm. do let AJ attack? Is he successful? And uh, and then the other case, <laughs> she's just just blood everywhere. <laughs> yeah, like maybe if you let AJ go after him, she stops him and like smacks him in the face or something. He goes flying across the cell and she still cuts off Vi's fingers. Oh, yeah. See that? I don't want to look at that. Maybe she cuts off Vi's whole hand. <laughs> That's what I thought was going to happen. Right. Yeah. One finger. Meh. It's okay. It was a pinky, I think. I think so. You don't need that. No. Nah. After seeing AJ's attempt to help Violet and learning that he killed Marlon, Lily sees potential in him mm-hmm. as a soldier and takes him topside away from the others. This is the, like the smartest thing Lily's done ever. Because, yeah, AJ is right there on the verge of becoming a psycho like everybody else. Yeah, he fits right in. So the others stay in their cells. Dorian is still there and she says that she's going to go start the boiler. Oh, crap. Minnie stays behind and pleads with the kids to g- just give up. Just give up and join them. See, that's that's the argument we were just making. It's the only way that everyone can live. So uh, at some point you're able to... Uh, Clem is able to escape the cell. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's the option to bust open the cell door, and I took that option. Oh yeah, for sure. So I have no idea what happens if you pick the other ones, nope. but like you knock, you knock Minnie down to the ground, mm-hmm. and Violet shoots Minnie with an arrow to save Clem. Mm-hmm. But she's not dead. No. But Violet's like, I can't, I can't leave her. I'm like, dude, you're missing a hand. Like, you just... not a whole hand, just a finger. <laughs> it's fine. All right, so yeah, she she gets everyone out, and they all, I assume, leave the boat or start heading out. But Clem follows after Lily alone, hoping to save AJ before the 
boat explodes. And that finally takes us to the climax of this episode. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of action going on. There's a lot here. So the Raiders have 10 and James. I have no idea how they got them, but they've brought them on on board. Lily is ordering her crew to kill James, but 10 grabs uh, a gun that's holstered to the crew member. 10 grabs the holstered gun. Lily sticks her face in front of the gun and dares 10 to shoot. Right. This is a risky move. But he cries instead. Mm-hmm. He just can't do it. He's not like AJ. Lily takes the gun from him and points it as hit at his head, which <laughs> sets off AJ to come up and bite her. <laughs> like a little walker. <laughs> Maybe he is a walker. That's when Clem gets into the fight. So Clem and Lily start fighting, punching, throwing each other, whatever. And just as Lily is about to overpower Clem, AJ sticks a knife into Lily's leg. Then you start kicking the knife in her leg. <laughs> it's satisfying. I liked it. At some point, AJ is able to grab the gun and points it at Lily. Mm-hmm. And Lily is begging because she knows. She knows that he killed Marlon mm-hmm. and that he's fully capable, unlike 10. Right. Because she she's like, you can't do it, right? Right. But that's a whole different attitude when AJ gets the gun. Mm-hmm. She promises to let everyone leave. Just don't, just don't shoot. And, and James is like, he's, he's concerned that this is going to be the second kill. He's going to end, end up, he's going down that path. Right. This is going to turn him he's into like, a monster. Dude, stop. She's, she's not a threat. Don't just put it down. And so here is our final decision. Do you say she's lying, AJ? Shoot her. Or she's beaten, AJ. Stand down. I don't think this is going to come as a surprise. I, of course, tell AJ to put the gun down. I said she's lying. <laughs> shoot her. So does he shoot her? Right in the face. Dead. And then keeps shooting her body over Holy and crap. over again. So there's, they're cementing the fact that he is absolutely turned into okay. kind James, of a monster. James is devastated. Yeah, I bet. 44% agreed with me. Yeah, this was a lot closer than I expected. She had this coming. Do you remember in season one? Oh, sure. When she flat out killed the person that you saved from the first episode? Yep. Doug? No, not Doug. Oh, Carly. not Doug. Carly, right. <laughs> I think that was her name. And then all the crap she's been pulling this season? Right. Oh, yeah. Not she's, trustworthy. She's scum. We can't. That's just too big of a risk. But Boom. I don't want AJ to Dead. turn into a monster. Another raider comes from below deck, sees what's going on and freaks out. But it doesn't matter because the bomb goes off. Right. Throwing everyone to the side. And it's not even a fade to black. It's just black. Cuts to black. That's it. End of the episode. End of, end of act three. Well, that's not at all. What, I mean, other than the bomb, that's not at all what happened for me. Because I tell him to lower the gun. Mm-hmm. Yep. He does. James comes over to take the gun. You hand him the gun. Seems like a smart thing to do. And James takes a knife to the back of the Are neck. you kidding me? <laughs> Do you see what I'm talking about? Right? You can't trust you can't. her. I know you can't trust her. He shouldn't turn, put his back to the psycho lady. So did you immediately, did you immediately think, oh, that was the wrong thing to do? Did you regret your decision? Because I thought what I would do. I'd be like, oh, I knew it. I knew it. I should have killed her. I don't know if I regretted it, but I was definitely not happy with how it went. So yeah, Lily, of course, stabs James in the back of the neck, takes the gun back, points it at AJ, and that's when the bomb goes off. Okay, so nothing hap- Nothing else happens nothing with her then? Happens. So James is for sure toast, and, and Lily's got the gun. But who, I mean, a bomb just went off, so yeah. who knows? In fact, no one knows anything. Because as we get into the, the relationship status or, or just status of everybody, 
practically everybody has a status of MIA at the end of this game. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed that everybody is pretty much just MIA. Right. You're either dead or you're MIA. Right, you just have no idea. Minnie, MIA. She felt righteous when you called her out for sounding like Lily, was dejected when you said 10 would be ashamed to call her sister, and felt heartsick after learning 10 forgave her. Minnie was stunned about Marlon, considered herself irredeemable, and then heartsick. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. James is MIA for me. He was thankful that you respected his beliefs and spared the walkers. He was disenchanted that you didn't see there being more to walkers. And he was devastated that you told AJ to kill Lily. Mm. Well, most of those things would have been true for me if you weren't dead, but none of it matters now that he's dead. So does it say that it actually call him out as being dead? It did. Okay. AJ is also missing in action. He felt conflicted after you killed Abel, mm -hmm. sparing him from turning. He was disillusioned when you said that you didn't believe you could be together as walkers. Yep. And felt powerful after you told him to shoot Lily. Ah, he felt helpless when I asked him to spare Lily. Ten is missing. He was grateful when you stood up for him against Willie mm -hmm. and was grateful when you promised to tell Minnie he forgave her. Yep, same thing for me. Abel, dead. Yep. Felt assured when you promised him mercy. Lily, dead. Lily was surprised by your offer to cooperate. Lily, am I? Dead. That's what you get for killing Carly. <laughs> Lewis, MIA, was traumatized after his time spent with the Raiders. Yeah. Was consoled by your promise to take him home. Yep. Same thing for me. Violet is missing. She was touched that you wanted to hear why she was sent to Erickson. Mm -hmm. Felt regretful after you said her reason for coming to Erickson was effed up. Violet was left in agony when you didn't let AJ stop Dorian from cutting off her finger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We got some other minor characters. Rosie, the dog, is worried about everyone. <laughs> right. Willie was excited that you wanted to name the bomb. Yep. Ruby was proud that you did not recognize her official Erickson evaluation. Mm -hmm. Omar and Asim, they're just missing. Yep. Okay. Awesome. So, predictions for the final episode. I predict they will go back to the ranch. I think they're going to, not next, I don't mean physically go back to the ranch. I think they're going to, you're going to figure out what happened. They're going to talk more yeah, about that. To. And I think there's going to be some more explanation. There better be. Of that backstory. There better be. Because I, I think it's, it could tie into like, this is what Clem has done for AJ. And if she ends up being in a position where he does need to kill her or something, that's going to mm -hmm. tie it all together and make right. it really hard for him to make that but decision. But AJ was a baby during the ranch scene. According to the, to the dream. Yeah. The nightmare. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought he had been there for a little bit longer, but yeah, that doesn't seem to be the case. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So hopefully we're going to find out what happened there. But geez, it must have been bad enough for him for her to take him because he was out of place. I mean, well, they were taking care of him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that all makes sense. But man, we we better freaking find out what happened there. And how long is this episode going to be? I, I assume standard length. This one took me two hours. Yeah, this is about two hours. And, and that was taking notes like it was two hours and like five minutes. So some people could have made this through even faster than that. Man, even after all your deaths. Even after all my death, yeah, I, that scene probably took me at least 10 minutes. Uh, but I, I would imagine two to three hours. I don't know. It kind of makes me wonder if this is going to be a long episode. Because I wouldn't mind. Because the scene at, at the ranch could be long. Because mm -hmm. you might get to play through it. Ooh. And that would be cool. That was like a flashback. Yeah. Or like the, the weirdness at the end of The First Life is Strange. Oh, that was weird. That was super weird. So what about the Raiders here? Are they beaten? Are they... Because they're they're headquarters or home base or whatever is still out there. 
This is just a boat they use to travel around. I assume it's destroyed or no mm-hmm. longer usable. Right. For me, Lily's dead, so your leader is gone. Abel's mm-hmm. gone. Right. What does this say about the raiders? Well, I, I think they're still in trouble because the boat is an easy way for them to get back to the Delta without having to deal with walkers. But the Delta sounds like it's far away. Uh, otherwise, why is it going to be a couple weeks before they return? Yeah. So to get to the Delta without the boat would probably be really difficult. But who's left from the boat? I, people are MIA. I get it. Not but... many, because I, I, I think they, were, they said there were eight raiders on board, didn't they? I don't remember that. The, the number seems like it's sticking in my head. So you've already killed one of them. Lily's dead, so at least two of them are gone. Mm-hmm. But that that's still more than enough people to, to deal with you when they've all got guns and you don't. Well, I guess AJ's got a gun for you, but he just emptied the clip into <laughs> Lily for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to figure out where, where the setting's going to be. Are we going to head back to the school? Are we going to be stuck here at the boat for a while? Are they going to take us back to Delta? Where's the episode going to take place? If I had to bet, I would say that there is going to be some time in the early part of the episode back at the school. Yeah. That explosion is going to have everybody separated and all the kids are going to run back for the school and the Raiders are who knows what, but they're going to try and regroup somewhere. But I, I think they're too far from from the Delta to, yeah. to maybe try and just go back immediately. Well, this would be interesting because, y- you know, you've got James dead and I've got Lily dead. And th- I mean, that could make a huge difference depending on what's going on. It could. Well, we'll find out. Uh, next episode is called Take Us Back. Ooh. Foreshadowing. Maybe taking back to the ranch. Maybe. We're going back to the school. I hope that's not all it is. Maybe there's some time travel. We go back to the beginning of this Ooh, whole Walker thing and, take, yep. and stop it. You get Marty McFly. Yeah. So yeah, the game says it, the episode is planned for release March 26th. Yeah. But there hasn't really been an official announcement outside of that. You know, that, that there's no press release. There's no tweet. What do you need? Um, it's in the game. Yeah. So at this point, we'll just plan on that. And that'll, that'll wrap up the final season. So how are you feeling about Clem? She didn't die? Or are we going to have a choice? Yeah, I could see there being a huge choice at the end. And, and that choice being the death of Clem. Do you think that we're going to end up with the Clem Lee scenario from season one? It would be appropriate. But all, at the same time, it's, we've already done that. <laughs> we've done that already. I want something different. Right. I think that's, like the, that's the first thing that comes to your mind. Mm-hmm. Right. And when you're writing a story, you don't ever go with the first thing. That's the most predictable thing. Right. You, need, you want to surprise your audience. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, well, let's forget that. Let's forget causing all of your characters to rub themselves in zombie guts. Okay. Yeah. That's what I mean. (laughs) Let's free the second idea you come up with, throw that out. The third one, throw it out. You got to get down to like the fourth or fifth idea of an ending that you go with because no one, no one's going to see that coming. And I I think the playing it just like season one is way too predictable, Mm -hmm. but it wouldn't surprise me if they did. Yeah. Because it hits that emotional beat and it would still be good. It's just, I hope, I hope it's not the same. Yeah. I want something new, something different, something better. Uh, maybe not better. Better might not be attainable. I, I do want something different. All right. So that does it for our coverage of episode three, Broken Toys. We want to thank you for listening, of course, but also thanks to both Skybound now and Telltale for producing, well, what led up to episode three and for producing episode three. 
If you're not already a subscriber, head on over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast to subscribe so you don't miss our recap, our spoiler cast of episode four once that's available, and to check out all the rest of the the games that we've covered here at storyplayerspodcast.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Josh Pollard. I'm Joe Distasio. Adios. See ya. The kids are in the woods near the boot where the old lady lives.